The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. around this long congratulations we're gonna get into something different today i'm kind of excited about it this is a very niche topic that i'm frankly maybe the only one who's excited but that's okay um one of the reasons i titled this podcast block set review is because i knew that with my taste just being um we'll say odd (laughs) at times I may want to review something besides just Lego sets from time to time, although almost all building block sets that I purchase are Lego, of course. Um, I'm not a heathen, but but occasionally I'll go down a rabbit hole, and this is one of those times. So I believe I teased on the last episode that I discovered these um, non-Lego building block sets that I wanted to talk about. And so here we are. These are... The IntelliBlocks construction system. And we're going to review just one of the sets today, but I also want to introduce you to these because, based on my internet searching, very, very few people know anything about these, including myself until I fell down this rabbit hole a month or so ago. And what a rabbit hole it's been, It's been, quite frankly. Um, IntelliBlocks is a construction system from Playmates. And if you see the Playmates logo, you're going to know who they are. They're very, a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Prolific? Proficient? They're a major toy company. And I should have done some research ahead of time to see how big they still are. I believe I've seen Playmates toys still. I, I don't know what their big thing is now, honestly. But I can tell you it is not IntelliBlocks. Because... Despite the fact that on the front of the boxes it says construction system, um, I can tell you that the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring sets are the only IntelliBlock sets that were ever made. And I'm sure that was not the intention. Alright, to get you started, um, because this is something that I'm sure most of you have never seen before, I would Google IntelliBlocks. That's, you can just look it up, the spelling in the episode title or it's i-n-t-e-l-l-i and telly and then blocks b-l-o-x and technically if you want to get it exactly right it's in telly dash blocks b-l-o-x and i can tell you there are no well there were no videos of these things anywhere on the internet that i could find until yours truly uploaded a couple um just very recently Um, you know, I kind of abandoned the idea of doing a video with every single episode of the podcast because I decided, hey, I'm trying to do a Lego or building block podcast here. I'm not trying to do a video review channel. There's plenty, plenty good Lego video review channels. It's the podcasts that are slim pickings. 
But I wanted to do a video unboxing some of these things because for posterity's sake, because I was so frustrated when I went down this rabbit trail, rabbit trail, because I love Lego. I love building Lego sets and I love Lord of the Rings. And when I found out there were these officially released Lego, well, I guess you'll say knockoff brand, you know, very legal, but knockoff nonetheless. But Playmates, with their IntelliBlock system, actually got the Lord of the Rings license in 2001. Way before Lego ever did it. Lego didn't do this until 2011, roughly when the Hobbit movies came out. They started releasing their Lord of the Rings sets. But way back at the launch, maybe even slightly before the release of the Fellowship of the Ring, the first movie in the trilogy, IntelliBlock's sets came out. So that makes them unique. And there was just nothing out there. So, if you can find the block set review channel on YouTube, which honestly, because I've done so little, it's kind of hard to find. The easiest way to find the channel at this point, you can find it by typing block set review. My name's Trevor Franklin. Um, it'll show up on there. But the easiest way to find it right now is to look up IntelliBlocks. And I just checked. You can spell it pretty much any way you want to, as long as you... You don't have to have the hyphen. It doesn't matter, the dash or whatever. It's IntelliBlocks, I-N-T-E-L-L-I, then B-L-O-X. Search for that on YouTube. You'll find my three videos, and I'm planning to put more up, but for now I have three. Uh, one of them is just introducing the three smaller sets in this series. One is actually unboxing the set I'm reviewing today, the Prancing Pony Inn. Actually, two of them are that because, long story short, um, I'm terrible with video. I had to make two videos because I got interrupted in the first one. So if you want to see the complete unboxing, there's two videos. And I recommend you do that because there's no other videos on the internet of these sets that I can find. And I do plan to do some more videos of the actual finished sets um, for you to look at. But for now, at least search for IntelliBlocks Prancing Pony. It's actually Encounter at Prancing Pony Inn is the actual set title. So you'll have some idea of what we're talking about here. And just a brief rundown of the entire line of IntelliBlocks uh, building sets. There were only five, no, six. There were only six sets released. One wave. They were all based on the Fellowship of the Ring. And unfortunately... They never released a second wave, but there was definitely at least one more wave of sets released. I found, it might have been in one of these manuals, I found somewhere an official document of some set names that are not in here, that they've not released. Um, so they definitely planned a second, uh, a second wave at the very least. Unfortunately, these just must not have sold well at all um, because they were never any more released. And again... It's hard to find anything on the internet about them. I know it's not Lego. People don't get excited about these clone brands. But it's Lord of the Rings. I mean, come on. Lego didn't do a Lord of the Rings set until 10 years after these came out. These things are now almost 20 years old. I don't know. I'm weird. I just think that kind of stuff's cool. <laughs> uh, but So, IntelliBlocks had six sets. You basically had three smaller sets that were anywhere from 80 to 100 pieces. But we'll get into that later. Why... The piece count you can't really go by the way you did with the Lego sets. Uh, roughly 80 to 120-ish pieces for the three small sets. 
They retailed for $14.99. We'll get into why this actually was a pretty good deal in a minute. Um, then there was two medium-sized sets. The one I'm talking about today, the Prancing Pony Inn, was a medium-sized set. And then you had the Isengard Caverns, which I think would also be considered a medium-sized set. I believe those retailed for $30. There's so little out here about these sets, I cannot even confirm that that was the retail price. Um, I do think they were clearanced pretty quickly back in the day, almost 20 years ago. But anyways, then you had the Big Daddy set, the Mines of Moria. And the Mines of Moria was an electronic set. And it was required to get full use out of these sets. Because, and I can't review this part yet because I've not built the Mines of Moria set yet. Each of these sets, they don't come with Lego style minifigures. They come with something closer to, to miniatures. Like if you're a board gamer, these could be um, miniatures for a board game. Or small action figures, I guess would be the better way to put it. And they come on these little bases. And when you plug these bases into the Minds of Moria set, they actually say things from the movie. Um, uh, for example, on the back of the box of the Prancing Pony Inn set, it shows Pippin saying, nothing's happening. Um, I guess it's when he's in front of the, the door of the Minds of Moria, and he says that. <laughs> Some of the lines they picked are kind of odd. I believe it's the Minds of Moria set actually gives you a list of all the different things they all say. Some of these figures have a lot of different lines. Uh, I'm looking forward to trying that out, but we can't review that yet. We're just going to review the set, the Prancing Pony set, as it comes. This is the only one I've built so far. Spoiler alert. I guess this is a spoiler. <laughs> Not really. Um, I now have, in my possession or on the way to me, all of these sets. All six of them. Because I went down a crazy, crazy rabbit hole. I started out thinking they were so weird and ugly and odd. And I bought one of them. I bought the Weathertop set, which is one of the $15 sets, the smaller ones. Of course, you can't buy them new anymore. I bought it off eBay. But then it's like, well, let's see. Maybe we'll get one more. One thing led to another, and I've ended up with all of them now. So I will re be reviewing them all, what I'm probably going to do. Um, I'll be honest with you. I know there's not a big market for this. Uh, a lot of you probably just don't care. If you absolutely love Lord of the Rings, I think you'll find this interesting. Um, but I think there's some other things that make these interesting. You know, there's some other things that make them know they're not Lego. But they're still things you build. They're still building blocks. And if you love Lord of the Rings, they're... I don't know. I think it's worth listening. What I'm probably going to do is do one review now on the Prancing Pony. And then the other medium-sized set, the, the Isengard Caverns, I may or may not do a review on that. I'm not sure yet. Then I'm probably going to do a review on all three of the small sets. You got the Battle Weathertop, you got the Buckleberry Fairy Escape, and you got the Attack at Amon Hen. Those three small sets, the original $15 sets, I'm going to review all those probably in one episode. And then I'm going to do a big episode on the Minds of Moria set, and I'll actually play some of the, the voice clips for you when you set the figures down in the Minds of Moria set, the electronic set. Um, if this doesn't interest you at all, you know, you're free to just skip these episodes. They'll release, you know, probably slowly over time. I might do some more traditional Lego sets in between, but these really have me intrigued. Um, and I hope you'll go on this journey with me. Uh, just Google Intelliblocks at the very least, just to see what we're talking about here. 
Um, uh, or better yet, go to YouTube and uh, look for IntelliBlocks and you'll find the Blockset Review channel. And you go ahead and subscribe because I will be doing videos uh, sporadically for Blockset Review, not just for these IntelliBlock sets. Alright, that being said, let's get into the review of the IntelliBlocks Construction System Lord of the Rings Encounter at Prancing Pony Inn building set. block and environment pieces set and that's how it says it on the box block and environment pieces 225 pieces again the set i believe retailed for 30 bucks originally um so that may not sound too impressive you know with lego everybody likes to say if you get about 10 cents per piece you're doing pretty good i don't think that's a fair uh way to look at it with these sets because there's a lot of, as they call it, environment pieces that are much larger, much more specialized than a Lego piece. This set, the box size is actually comparable, honestly, to a $30 Lego set. The box is, say, um, oh, what's a good comparison? Oh, I'm looking at, them. I actually have all my Lord of the Rings Lego sets built. I'm a huge Lego Lord of the Rings fan. I think I mentioned that. Okay, yeah, the, uh, the Council of Elrond, the Rivendale Lord of the Rings set, was a $30 set. Uh, this box is actually a little bigger than that, to, or as a bad example. Anyways, it's probably the size, the size of a $30 or $40 Lego set. But, it is jam-packed. As soon as you pick it up, you're going to be like, whoa, th this doesn't feel like a 225-piece set. It's jam-packed with stuff. In fact... When I dumped everything out, and you um, you can watch the unboxing video on YouTube if you want to. When I dumped everything out, I was I was having a really hard time getting it all back in the box. It's jam packed. Each of the boxes has a a window in the top right corner where you can view the figures that comes with it. I think that's cool. I don't think Lego needs to do that, but I don't. I wonder if Lego has done that at some point. They probably have. Maybe I don't know. Wouldn't it be kind of cool, though? Like, let's say you get the new, um, the Maz Eisley set. And I know I'm probably saying that wrong, but the the Star Wars set, uh, which I just think is glorious. You know, I, I tend to stay away from the Star Wars Lego sets because I just have to draw the line somewhere and not collect everything. <laughs> but that set has tempted me so much. If it weren't $350, or if I just had $350 laying around, that would be in my collection. But anyways, if you, if, what if you got that set and there was a clear plastic window in the top right that had all 21 or 27 or how many ever it is, minifigures in that set, already built, just lined up? I don't know. I think that could be kind of cool. I'm not saying Lego should do it. But. but anyways, that's what they do here. So this set comes with Frodo, Strider, and Pippin. And I'll just go and start with that. I've already said the minifigures, well, they're not really minifigures. They're, well, they're miniature action figures. They have limited posability. They are basically glued to a base. Um, in this set, they're gray bases. I think it depends on the set. Um, they're glued to these gray bases, um, which just represents the stone floor they're walking on. 
But that the reason they're on bases is because they need to be able to plug into the Minds of Moria set and do the electronic talking portion. Which I'm really, really anxious to see if this even works. We'll see when I do a review of that set. But they do attach... Oops, I just knocked, knocked Pippin over. They do attach two studs um, like a Lego figure should. They attach pretty firmly. And I'll go ahead and say this: these blocks advertise being compatible with other building block brands, which we all know what that means, Lego. And they do appear to be. Uh, I believe these would sit... They would look weird and completely out of place, these figures would. But I do believe they would attach to any Lego base plate. Um... <laughs> But yeah, the figures are on these bases. The figures are pre-painted. Look way more like something that comes out of a miniatures board game than they do like anything out of a, a Lego set or a block set. They're pre-painted. And the reason I know they're hand-painted is because the paint job is good but not perfect. On the Hobbit's feet, I have uh, Pippin here. And on his feet, the hair, you know, the Hobbits have such hairy feet. One foot has a lot of hair. The other has barely any painted on. Um, and so little things like that let you know, okay, this is a hand paint job. But it's pretty good. I mean, you're basically getting three pre-painted miniatures with this set. To me, if you like the theme in Lord of the Rings, that's a pretty... That adds to the value quite a bit. If you were hoping for Lego-like minifigures, you're going to be like, what the heck? <laughs> There's nothing Lego-like about them at all. Um, Size-wise, I would say maybe, oh, I don't know, three inches tall. Including the base, they're probably almost twice as tall as a minifigure, honestly. Um, well, it depends on the figure. The Hobbits are probably maybe one and a half times the height of a minifigure. But it also comes with Strider. And he's probably a full twice the height of a standard minifigure. So, they're pretty small, but they're bigger than minifigures. There's limited posability, less than a minifigure, because the legs are completely attached to the base. You can't move those without breaking them off. The arms move up and down, like a basic action figure. The heads swivel a little bit to the left and right, and that's about it. They do come with accessories. Uh, they attach very differently, as you might imagine, than Lego minifigures. They're more like action figures, once again. Um, in this set, really, it's only Strider that comes with accessories. He comes with... Well, one is basically just a sword sheath that you attach to the side of his... Um, uh, side of his waist, and then it just stays there. There's really no reason to take it off. And then the sword. He actually has a sword. And he holds it in his hand, and it doesn't clip in like a Lego minifigure, but it does sit in his hand pretty sturdily and I think works pretty well um, again for a, a for an action figure not so much a minifigure but and this is a good place to go ahead and say something that I noticed immediately upon opening this set all of these sets I believe have some pretty grievous differences between what is shown on the box and what you actually get in the box and I can't wait to go over some of the ones in the Minds of Moria set. There are some huge ones. I've not built that set yet. I've not even put batteries in it. I'm, I'm waiting to do that, probably on a video, honestly. But the box, oh my goodness. I can't, okay. So first of all, Strider, a.k.a. Aragorn, is shown on the front of the box without a cape. 
He's in he's in accurate attire that he had in this scene at the Prancing Pony Inn in the Fellowship of the Ring. But he doesn't have a cape on in the picture. He definitely has a cape, which I believe is completely non-removable when you actually get the set. Yes, on the front and the back of the box, it does not show a cape anywhere. But he definitely has a cape on. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, I'm trying to remember which is more accurate to that scene in the movie. I think he had his cape in the movie when he was in, at the end. I'm sure he did. And he always had it on um, during the Fellowship of the Ring movie. From what I remember, anyways. <clears throat> I'm going to get a drink of water here. I apologize. but Yeah, so that's the first thing. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to go ahead... I'm going to go and move on from from the figures. Again, you need to check out my video or just find pictures on Google to see what I'm talking about with these figures. But again, I was pretty impressed with the paint jobs. The faces are a little bit uncanny. They're a little bit creepy even. But overall, the paint jobs are good. Like I can definitely tell that's two hobbits from Fellowship of the Ring. To be honest, they both look incredibly similar. I don't know if I'd be able to say, oh, that's definitely Frodo, that's definitely Pippin. If it weren't for the fact that Frodo has his signature green cape, uh, that does help. Otherwise, I don't know if I could really tell the difference too well. Um, oh, and also, it would have been a cool touch if they included the ring in this set. In fact, unless it's a secret hidden thing that's not shown in the box, I don't think the ring is included with any of the sets. <laughs> when you get the Lord of the Rings, I'm sorry, the Lego Lord of the Rings sets, you're going to end up with like 20 rings by the time you get all the sets. <laughs> Anyways, maybe as a choking hazard, who knows. Moving on from the minifigures, the next thing, and this threw me off. I almost had the set completely built, and I had a sort of a stomach-sinking feeling. When I was like, oh my gosh. I looked at the box, and the layout of the structure was not what's shown on the box. Because on the front of the box, the sort of, and I'll get into the look of the set, but... The back wall of the Prancing Pony Inn extends all the way to the edge of the base plate. But mine is five pegs, five studs away from the edge of the base plate. And that's because it's just another inconsistency with the front of the box. The base plate on the front of the box is a different size than the one you actually get. In fact, the one you get is apparently larger. Because I built the set, used all the pieces, built it exactly as it shows... And it does appear like the set itself is the same on the front of the box. Yet, <laughs> yet, when you actually build it, it doesn't extend all the way to the edge of the base plate. And it shows that in the instructions, so I know I built it right. But on the front of the box, they used a smaller base plate, so it does extend all the way to the edge. You know what? Okay, live on the air, I'm discovering something. Now that I'm looking at it, I don't know if it is a larger base plate. I think they started the set, scooted over, basically, more, you know, towards the middle of the base plate, which I kind of think I prefer that. I wish I had built it that way, but I was following the instructions. It's just weird things like that that you basically would never see in a Lego set, and I've already noticed things like that on several of these sets. Um, the whole set shifted over <laughs> on the front of the box. I would have built it that way if, if that's what the instructions had said. Um... Anyways, so, I'm going to get the elephant out of the room, because I think with all these sets, there's a big elephant, <coughs> a big uh, weakness with all these sets. I've sounded pretty excited so far, and I am pretty excited. 
Because here's something that seems nobody knows about that I actually think is pretty cool. But the biggest weakness with all of these sets, from what I've noticed, well, for sure, I've, I've seen them all. I, so I know this is the fact. The actual set design, the block set design, is leagues below what you expect out of Lego. Leagues below what Lego did when they released their Lord of the Rings sets. First of all, to be fair, you got to remember these were from 2001. It was 10 years later when Lego released their Lord of the Rings sets. In 2001, Lego sets were simpler. They were more blocky. Uh, I, I, I need to look up something to compare it to from 2001 with Lego. They were definitely blockier, but these sets, they do stand out in a kind of, they look kind of childish or simplistic as far as the actual blocks themselves because, and here's the next big uh, spoiler alert that's not really a spoiler, all of these sets, the actual building part that you actually click together are just blocks with very few exceptions. A few, but very few. What do I mean by that? I'm talking square or rectangle blocks, period. <laughs> this set is like 95%, as far as the blocks themselves, like 95% just squares or rectangles. Uh, four stud squares or one, two, three, um, I'll shoot, one, two, uh, four stud, four stud rectangles. Yeah. Four long by two wide. Two by four. There you go. There's a few plates. There's exactly two... Uh, I'm not sure what the name of this piece is, but there's a similar piece in Lego. It's like a sloped piece. A sloped block piece. And the rest are just squares and rectangles. And then, of course, the base plate. As far as what you actually build, <laughs> that is the set. Again, in 2001, you have to remember, Lego sets were simpler, were more blocky. But it really does stand out. It, it the uh, clearly not a ton of thought, not a ton of thought was going into the actual design of what you're building. A lot of thought was going into the accessories, the figures, some of the things you add to those blocks. A lot of thought, a lot of care, but the actual set designs are incredibly simplistic, and that is a big turnoff at first. Again, when I first saw these sets, I was making fun of them more than anything. But, after a, after a hot minute, as they say, as the kids say today, I changed my tune a little bit. But, just know that going in. The Prancing Pony Inn, again, you need to look at uh, pictures online to get it, probably. But it's very open. Um... I wish that Lego had done a Prancing Pony Inn set. That would be so amazing. Oh, man. Oh, I wish they probably... I'm sure they don't have the license anymore, but I would just be through the moon if they released like an expert-level, direct-to-consumer set, like a one-off set even, for Lord of the Rings, and it was the Prancing Pony Inn. That would blow my mind. But Lego never did a Prancing Pony set. This one is very much open. It's a scene. In fact, if you read the back of these boxes, they mention... Well, let's see what it says exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Compatible with other popular construction systems. Easy to follow instructions. We'll get to that in a minute. You know what? It must be in the actual instructions. 
Oh, here we go. Relive the magic and adventure of Middle Earth with the only construction system that lets you recreate actual scenes from the feature film, the film, The Fellowship of the Ring. So all of these sets are creating scenes, and that's very much what they're focused on. For example, there's nothing really comparable to um, to the Bag End set, uh, Unexpected Gathering, which was actually a Hobbit set. There's nothing that's that closed in. Really, as far as the set designs, you can almost say these are more comparable to the Hobbit sets that LEGO released, which tended to be very open. I, I mentioned that in my review of the, the Lonely Mountain set just last episode. But, anyways, the Prancing Pony, you would expect it to be a little more closed in because it's an actual building in the movie. You know, it's an inn. But it's very open. They're really just creating a scene. The actual building is predominantly laying these blocks all around the left side and the back side of the base plate. It's two sides to this building. There is no front. There is no right side. There's barely any roof, just one part of it, which I'll get to that. It's very, very open. Um, as far as building techniques, there is absolutely nothing that really stood out because it's just blocks on top of blocks until you start to get to some of the bigger pieces. And the first thing I'll mention, as far as these bigger pieces, and I mentioned earlier that you can't really go on the 10 cents per part thing that people like to use with Lego because so many of these pieces are so much bigger than Lego pieces. The windows are one piece that cannot be removed in this set. Um, and they're very specialized pieces. You just got to look at some pictures. Um, very specialized pieces. Uh, they're very, they're like wooden ornate details that look like they're actually from the movie. Uh, there's two different kinds. There's the big windows. There's three different kinds. Yeah. They made three different window molds that was only used in this set, would never be used in anything else. If you're a Lego lover, that right there should blow your mind. For this set that sold for $30 originally, they made three completely different window molds that were only ever used in this set. <laughs> you have two large windows in the back. And I say windows, there's not even a, a plastic glass pane. It's just the wooden frame part of it. But they're very ornate, very detailed, look appropriate to this setting. There's two big windows in the back. There's a smaller one on sort of the, the left side of the building an arched window, and then there's a small circular window that were just used a lot in the filming of these movies. The It looks almost like a, a window that would be in Bag End, in fact. I'm just blown away. Three different molds just for this one set, and, that, and then they're done. Some of the other specialized pieces, you have three torches that I don't think they used in any of the other sets. Um, I'm pretty sure they didn't. They are pre-painted, just like the figures. Um, you have the gray pole and the orange flame. You know, when Lego does a torch, you have a standardized piece, which, by the way, these pre-molded pieces look an awful lot like that Lego pole piece that is used in so many different ways. But in this one, it has pre-made flame coming out of it that you can't remove. They look good, but again, it's just so odd. And the way they attach is just, is more toyish, than Lego, I guess. Maybe it seems cheaper. I don't know, but it works. 
there's just holes like poked. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. There's like just holes poked into a few of the bricks. In fact, they're just basic brown square bricks that are used all over this set. I almost used one accidentally uh, in the wrong part. And then I would have been like, okay, where's where can I put this flame in? But they actually bagged these specialized pieces separately. So, so they did put some thought in there. But yeah, you just attach the flames into these holes. And speaking of, you attach the flag, the Prancing Pony Inn, uh, the sign, the door sign, into one of these blocks as well. And that is a stickered piece, the Prancing Pony Inn sign. It would have been pretty awesome if it was like a painted or, or you know, a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not stickered piece. But here's another thing. You know, I made fun of the design of the set a little bit. It's just super, super blocky. Even for a 2001 set, I think it's pretty blocky. But these pre-painted parts are something Lego doesn't do. The stickered sign was pre-applied. I didn't have to mess with the sticker. There were no stickers I had to apply in this set. And it looks good. They got it on straight. It looks like a very high-quality sticker. It looks super nice. It's like glossy. And I didn't have to put it on myself. It was put on perfectly from the factory. I mean, Lego doesn't do that. And I'm not saying they should, but most people can't put on stickers as well as this one was put on let's just put it that way okay so you got the the windows there's four windows in all three different designs you got the torches you got the piece that is used for the prancing pony sign which again a completely pre-molded piece this was and this might be why this these sets only lasted for one wave and they probably lost big money on them because lego's smart they know what they're doing but on this one set you have so many pieces that are just designed for this set and then we're never used again for anything else. That doesn't seem very efficient at all. Again, probably wasn't. That's probably why they only released one wave. Then, and this is still only outside, although again, the set is so open. What's inside and what's outside is kind of relative. You have the door. And I'll just go and say it. The door might sound weird, but the door might be my favorite part of this whole set. It is is so nice it's a big single piece pre-painted door the door itself is brown and it has this wood grain texture that looks very good it has a handle that's supposed to look like a like an iron handle or a steel handle and it's painted looks very good and then the i don't know what you call these the brackets that actually go in the door the big metal pieces which of course it's all plastic but it's made to look metal Again, hand-painted, looks bronzed, looks weathered, looks so good. I, I just can't believe it. I know I'm going on about a door, but I've never seen anything in a Lego set like this. Again, though, it comes back down to the fact that this is somewhere between a Lego set and like an action figure house, dollhouse or something. It's not quite a building block set, and it's not quite an action figure set. It's something in between. Then, I said that was the last thing on the outside. There's also the biggest piece in the whole set besides the base plate, the roof. The roof doesn't cover the whole set by any means, but it does cover sort of one side, and it, and it, and it helps. It helps give it a finish to look a little bit. But this roof is one piece, and it is, it, it's, 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 it's hand-sized. It's about the size of an adult hand. That's how big this roof piece is. Again, one piece. So again, I come back down to, yes, this might have been a $30 set, only 225 pieces in all, 
but there's way more plastic in this set than you would ever find in a $30 Lego set. There's probably $50 plus dollars worth of plastic if you compare it to just a Lego. The thing is, so many of the pieces are just one big special piece. And I'm just looking at this roof. It's a gray roof. I don't remember how accurate it is to the scene in the movie, but it's textured. It looks good. Again, it appears to be hand-painted. Um, and it's kind of fun. It just sits down on these blocks on the set. But clearly, it was designed to do just that. It slides down onto the blocks. It doesn't attach at all like a Lego roof would. It's not built at all like a Lego roof would be. But you build up this part of the roof with just blocks, and then you slide this down on it, and it it almost feels like it connects. It's sturdy. It fits. It's not falling off. You would have to intentionally take it off. It's not very Lego-y at all, but it is pretty cool. So then let's move to the inside. There's not a lot to say here, because although this is an extremely open set, it's also pretty empty. <clears throat> but... But there's a few p key pieces in here. You have <clears throat> sort of at, I guess, at, sort of at the entrance, you have a fireplace. And again, a big specialized piece of this fireplace. It's, um, it looks good. It's pre-painted, a stone fireplace with little logs and a flame. Okay, but everything I just described to you, the the stone fireplace, the logs, the flame, it's all one piece. There's nothing built. But it does have a standard Lego or Lego knockoff plate on the bottom, so it does attach. It does attach to the set like a Lego piece would, but it doesn't look at all like a Lego piece. And I just find that so intriguing. And really, the only other thing, besides the figures you're probably going to want to put inside, the only other thing inside this building, of course you can see all the windows. The windows make up a big portion of the wall, and that's a good thing because the brown and tan bricks that this set comes with, I don't think I mentioned that. Every single brick is either brown or tan beige. I'm not sure what you consider that. Tan beige, whatever. That's it. <laughs> Those two colors. The specialized pieces where you get your extra colors. And it's a good thing they put these windows along the back wall because otherwise it would just look like a big pile of bricks. But it actually works pretty well because of the way they did it. But the other piece of furniture inside is a table and a bench. The bench is like a long, like a picnic table bench. And it, and it butts up against the table. It's one piece. It looks very good. It has a wood grain on the top. One solid piece. Again, looks like it fits more in a dollhouse than a building block set. The table is one solid tabletop piece with that same good-looking wood grain, brown color. And then it has four legs that you actually have to attach. But even the legs <laughs> don't attach like a Lego set. They have this odd um, design on the top, and they attach almost more like you're building... Uh, a little piece of Ikea, like a tiny piece of Ikea furniture. <laughs> I mean, it's super simple, but it felt more like that to me than, than building a Lego set. And here is the final time I just noticed. As odd as the set is, as much as it's just blocky and not that impressive in some ways, as far as the design itself, in other ways, it's 
leagues beyond what LEGO would do for a $30 set. Because once again, the fireplace I mentioned, totally just made for the set, never used again in anything else. The bench, just using the set, not used in anything else. The table and each of the table legs, completely unique pieces. But the table legs are different on each side. I'm like, what the heck? They didn't even need to do this. They actually designed the wood grain on the table legs to look different on each side. It's just, it blew my mind. I mean, I don't know. I've been building Lego for so long. And and smartly, Lego will cut costs where they can and reuse pieces. And that's part of the charm of Legos is how much they reuse. Like, oh, all of a sudden this Unikitty tail is a design on this fountain or whatever, you know. But with this set, they put so much work in these little one-off pieces that would never be used in anything else. And it just kind of blows my mind a little bit. So yeah, the table looks great. And it's good that it looks great because really the fireplace and the table is and the bench. That's all you have inside this place. But it's enough because that table is, you know, where the hobbits were sitting. Of course, these hobbits can't sit. <laughs> they're attached to the base. Um, so there, there again, makes this very, very different from a Lego set. Because these minifigures can't even sit on the furniture that's provided <laughs> because they can't be taken off the base. The size looks appropriate. You know, the table looks big next to them, but it should because they're hobbits. If you, if you put Strider up next to the table, it looks like it's the right size. But none of them can sit at the table. They can just stand around it because they they aren't actually minifigures. They're, they're action figures that don't bend at the waist. Okay, so <laughs> all in all, I have no idea. Like As far as assigning like a number to the set, I have no idea. I'm just going to summarize by saying... This set has charmed me, surprised me. Um, I already knew the actual design of the set was was not great. <laughs> that it's mostly just blocks. But I would say the experience of building it... Oh, I should have said that. The, the manual it comes with is super nice, full color. Even has like a map of Middle Earth in the background of each page. Again, unnecessary detail. It's fancy. It's it's it almost gives the illusion of a premium product in some ways. The instructions are very basic compared to Lego. For example, in the first step alone, you're putting one, two, three, four, five, 10, 12, 13, 14, 20, give or take, twenty blocks you're putting down in the very first step. I don't think even on the most advanced Lego sets you put 20 pieces together in one single step. Very rarely, anyways. We'll put it that way. But you're putting 20 plus blocks together in the first step. If you pay close attention, though, it's not hard because they color each new step and then the other steps are just white. So if you just look for the colored pieces, you know what's new. It's not a bad way of doing it. And it works okay. Um... Really, only two complaints about the building process. I did have to redo one step because I missed something. Frankly, the way it's done, it's easy to miss a step. And what's the ages on this? Seven and up. I would say for a seven and up Lego set compared to this, this is definitely more frustrating to build. Just because of the way the instructions are done. But as an adult, it's super simple. And as a seven-year-old, I think you could definitely handle it. It's just... 
it is a little, you got to pay maybe a little more attention than you would have to on a Lego set of this age range. The only two complaints I have, first of all, <laughs> once you build it, you realize, wait a minute, this doesn't even sit on the base plate the same way the one on the box does. When did they decide to make that change, and why didn't they do that in the instructions? Clearly, it was like a prototype prototype on the front of the box, and they changed a couple things before you build it. The second thing is, and I'm still not completely sure, either I'm flat out missing two of the big rectangle brown bricks. Totally missing them, which my bags, I should have said, my bags that were 100% sealed. This was truly a new set that was just sitting in someone's closet for 20 years. Um, I was either missing two brown bricks, or they had me put them somewhere they weren't really needed. So I was about to go look through my Lego collection, because I couldn't quite finish the little roof piece, and it was totally necessary. And I, w I was a little bummed because, you know, you're not gonna be able to <laughs> you're not gonna be able to contact Playmates and ask for two replacement bricks like you would Lego. I'm not too terribly concerned if I'm missing a Lego brick on a new set that I've bought because they'll replace it, you know, for free even if it's their fault. But with these, there's no way you're getting a replacement. And I'll be honest, I'm a little anxious, a little nervous that I'm going to build one of these other sets and I'm going to be missing a super specialized piece and there's nothing I can do about it. But on this one, thankfully, the only thing I was missing was two standard brown bricks. And that's not a good sign because it's very, very rare for a Lego set to be missing two bricks like that. Um, so I'm thinking the quality control probably wasn't as good. But the thing is, I removed two brown bricks from sort of the back side of the entrance sort of the, the platform where the characters walk into the, the inn. And it looks a lot better this way. Like, it looks like that's the way it should have been. But the instructions had you using these two brown bricks back there on the inside of the entrance. But when you remove them, it looks like actual steps, like it should look. Because otherwise, it's just a platform, and the characters just fall off of it to get inside the building. Now there's actual steps they walk down. It totally looks better this way. And those were the exact two brown bricks I needed to finish the set. So I think I built it properly. I don't think I added unnecessary bricks. But I'm really glad it worked out. So yeah, neither here nor there, I guess. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me, based on some of the other things in the set, that they included the number of brown bricks they intended to, to include. They just didn't fix that part of the instructions. <laughs> That's my guess. Or they may have just shorted me two brown bricks. But either way, I was able to complete it. And it looks as complete as it was ever going to look. It doesn't look complete because that's just... <laughs> that's the design of the set. It is so open. There's not even a roof over most of it. There's only two walls. Um, but I'm just going to say it. I like it. I do like it. I like it because I love Lord of the Rings. Because I love the Fellowship of the Ring movie. And this reminds me of the scene... It's detailed enough to remind me of the scene, the wooden table and the fireplace and the minifigures or action figures are enough to remind me of that scene. So it gives me good feelings. I like it also because some of the pieces are so much better than they had to be. The roof looks great. The fact that the Prancing Pony Inn, I didn't have to apply the sticker. It was applied perfectly from the factory. These specialized window pieces look fabulous. This fireplace looks awesome. The 
paint job on the figures, on the accessories, is so much better than I expected it to be. And, importantly, the bricks themselves are pretty good quality. I, I don't think Playmates owns Mega Blocks or any of these other block brands. But honestly, I think these blocks, the clutch power, you know, in other words, they click together nicely. They're not Lego. You can just tap on one of them and it's not quite that Lego quality, but it's not bad. The blocks themselves aren't bad. The They, they click well. They stick together well, but they can be taken apart easily enough. Um, it feels sturdy when it's done. This is not a crappy Lego clone brand. This is a fairly high quality Lego clone brand that mixes some really weird dollhouse type things in with it. So, all said and done, I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> as weird as it sounds, I'm going to recommend this if you love Lord of the Rings. If you love Lord of the Rings and you love building Lego sets and you want to try something a little weird, I totally recommend it. Um, you got to bear in mind, this is 2001 and even Lego in 2001 wasn't putting out the super detailed sets like we see today. And I think with that in mind, this is pretty cool. I would totally... Totally have been happy with this, I think, if I'd gotten it in 2001. That was kind of my Lego Dark Ages. I, I was probably a little too cool for school. At least I thought I was there for just a few years before I got back into it. But um, That being said, fair is fair. Uh, last week, I reviewed the Lego Hobbit set, The Lonely Mountain. And I said that it was a great set, but I thought the $130 it retailed for originally was probably 20 bucks too high. So what about this one? Way back in 2001, this retailed for 30 bucks. Based on the piece count and the fact that this was 19 years ago, I would say 30 bucks is too much. Based on what you actually get once you see it, I think $30 was a fine price. I really do. You get three figures which have electronic components. Unfortunately, you can't use those electronic components unless you buy the biggest set in the series. That's a little evil. <laughs> That's a little twisted. But, hey, you can't blame them. Uh, but you get three figures that are painted pretty well, pre-painted. Um, thankfully, I would not like it if I had to paint these. Um, you get accessories that are specialized to this set and just make it look good. And then you get a couple hundred basic building blocks. Um, you get pretty good instructions. Uh, I think for $30, it was a fine price. Um, you definitely get more plastic here than you would have gotten a $30 Lego set. Um... It's bigger. The whole thing is just bigger than what a $30 Lego set would be. But again, it's very open. Um, hey, they're not afraid to use base plates, though, and I appreciate that. I can't even imagine a $30 Lego set having a base plate this big. It's 24 by 30, I think. I think it's 24 by 30, which is kind of an odd size, too. It's, it's not quite the size of the Lego modular buildings. It's a little smaller than that. But I think it's only... Yeah, I think it's 24 by 30, so it's not that much smaller. So yeah, just to give you an idea of the size of it, it's... Uh, I like it. It's odd and I like it. Oh, the last thing I was going to say. Yes, I think it was worth the $30 it came out for. Here's the good news. If you are intrigued and you're going to go down a rabbit hole, first of all, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry I had to do that to you, because I know how that can be if you have a sort of addictive personality like I do. The good news is, if you're patient, and it will require some patience... You can get on eBay. Frankly, I don't know where else to get these. Um, but you can get on eBay 
And if you're patient, you can get most of these sets, the IntelliBlocks Lord of the Rings sets, for about the price they were when they came out new, roughly. Um, I got super lucky, and a seller accepted an offer on this one. I got this one for 20 bucks shipped to, to my door. Um, super thankful to that seller. It was brand new as advertised. The box isn't perfect, but come on, it's 19 years old. Super thankful to that seller. That's a bargain. Um, and the Prancing Pony Inn is the one that doesn't seem to pop up very often on there. I don't even know if there is one listed right now, but I, I believe if you're patient, it seems like one pops up every few weeks. So, <laughs> right now, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay more than 35 or $40. dollars I, I admit that I got a good deal at 20 but this set originally retailed for 30 and I think for 30 to 40 you can probably, if you're patient, you can find it again new. The other sets, the smaller ones, seem to be a little easier to come by. For example, I paid like 14 bucks for the Battle of Weathertop set, about the same thing, 14 or 15 bucks each for the Buckleberry Ferry and Amon Hen. Those sets retail for 15 originally, so again, paying about retail price. Doesn't seem bad for a brand new unopened toy that's Lord of the Rings that's almost 20 years old to just pay retail price. <laughs> um, the Minds of Moria set might be your hang-up. Um, I think it retailed for 50 originally. I got it for 55 but it took some patience. Uh, if you look at the sold listings, some people got it for less than that. Some people got a true bargain. Um, right now, like as of right now, to date this episode in December of 2020, I think there are a couple of the Minds of Moria sets for sale. I do think they're a little more than what I paid. Um, I'm not sure how much more, but be patient. You know, make offers to sellers. Uh, you can get this entire line if you're patient enough for, say, the price of a Lego modular building, roughly. Um, now, <laughs> that may not be a that may sound terrible to you because the Lego modular buildings are beautiful. They're gorgeous. They're awesome. These things are weird. They're quirky. They're peculiar. But you can get the whole line boxed for about roughly, give or take, the price of a brand new current Lego modular building. Makes it seem to me a little less insane if you love Lord of the Rings. If you don't love Lord of the Rings, there's nothing special about the blocks themselves. They're as basic as basic can be. If you love Lord of the Rings, you're going to love these specialized tables and minifigures and prancing pony sign. You're going to love that stuff. So, you know who you are. Um, I don't want to pound you over the head with these things because I know they're a niche product, but hey, uh, check out Block Set Review on YouTube. Again, the easiest way, just search for IntelliBlocks because I literally have the only, apparently, videos on the internet of IntelliBlock sets, and I'm going to do more of them. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it, though. Thank you for joining me. Um, thanks for joining me on this rabbit hole and indulging me. I know this is not something a lot of people knew about and probably still don't care about. But we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Uh, build something fun. <laughs>